Play a tropic effect of Icaricide 2 on the cardiovascular system. Novel applications of ethnopharmacology in targeting vascular remodeling. An article by Chung Su Shan, Rowan Murphy, and others from Dublin City University, Journal of Cardiovascular Pharmacology, 2022. Albert Einstein once eloquently stated, We still do not know one thousandth of one percent of what nature has revealed to us. Mother Nature has proven time and again to be the best engineer, architect, scientist and doctor. This fact has not been lost on mankind, and since time immemorial we have looked to nature for answers to human conditions and diseases. Indeed, our first evidence dates back to preliterary history, as long as 50,000 years ago, in archaeological discoveries from a Middle Eastern grave site at Shanidar, Iraq, of a Neanderthal man which contained plant specimens, seven of which are still used in local traditional medicine. Since then, the use of application of herbal medicine has been recorded in every society from traditional Chinese, Ayurvedic, Yunani, and other cultures in the developing world. The diversity and range of archaeoplastida and fungi continues to grow from new species, approximately 2,000 species per annum, being continually recorded by the Royal Botanical Gardens, Cuve, annual publication, a significant and necessary milestone. To date, the approximately 391,000 species of vascular plants currently known to science. This diversity, both qualitative and quantitative, is a biological fingerprint of evolutionary biology. It reflects the adaptive nature of variation in plant life, shaped spatially and temporarily by genetic, architecture and development processes. These hugely diverse plant and fungi kingdoms continually evolve to a multiplicity of environmental stressors and conditions through adaptive synergy. This evolutionary phenomenon has created a wealth of biomolecules and molecular entities. It potentially stands as a rich resource for biomolecules, drug development, novel chemotypes and pharmacophores, and templates for efficacious biomimetics for a multitude of disease indications. Such a wealth must be carefully curated and protected. Ethnopharmacology was originally based on an empiric framework of understanding and application. Classical examples include the Sumerian Nagpur clay slabs, Pentau, the Ebers Papyrus, Dere Medica, and the seminal work of both Pedanius. Dioscorides and Pliny the Elder, the Materia Medica and Historia Naturalis, respectively. The Roman physician and pharmacist Galen added to this knowledge, introducing novel plant drugs such as Uva Ursi Folium, a uroantiseptic and diuretic. These classical works detailed all contemporary medicinal plants at the time and remained the basic material medica for therapeutics and prophylaxis until the Renaissance era. 
With the development of iatro chemistry in the 16th century, scientific knowledge and understanding grew, and the basis of specific medicinal plants for treatment of diseases was being discovered, and thus the use became founded on explicatory facts. Although the use of bioactive natural products as herbal drug preparations dates back thousands of years, the application is isolated and characterized compounds to modern pharmaceutical R&D started only in the 19th century with the advancement of synthetic chemistry. It is well acknowledged that natural products played critical roles in modern drug development, especially for antibacterial, analgesic and anti-tumor agents. Although the popularity and attractiveness of synthetic products increased because of production costs, time effectiveness, quality control and regulation, the safety and efficacy have remained a challenge. These limiting factors associated with synthetic drugs, together with increasing contradictions of their usage, has refocused our attention on the discovery, development and application of natural drugs. Pharmaceutical programs to develop new drugs through the novo synthesis can take years and are extremely costly. From establishing a new R&D program, defining targets, synthesizing and screening the activity of potential leads, and finally selecting the optimal few to further define pharmacokinetic, pharmacodynamic and safety profiles. Furthermore, it is not uncommon for some therapeutics to be withdrawn within a few years of licensing because of unexpected side effects unobserved during phase 3 clinical trials. Although technological advances such as combinatorial chemistry, high-throughput screening, data analytics and molecular modeling, molecular and cell biology, as well as the omics platforms have streamlined this process. The evidence to date of these increasing the chances of success is limited, but that is not to say the significant initiatives and advancements will not come to fruition in the near future. It therefore seems an attractive proposition that the accumulated evidence derived from centuries of use of traditional medicines or from knowledge of both species of plants have evolved and adapted the environment, can optimize therapeutic development and substantially reduce time, cost and efforts in identifying novel bioactive candidates. Whether by chance, serendipity or design many characterize endogenous human biochemical and signal transduction pathways receptors and molecular and cell regulatory systems important in physiological function are targeted by plant-derived biochemicals and molecules, e.g. the opioid and cannabinoid receptors. It is a logical hypothesis that many more structure-function signaling relationships of pathophysiological and pharmacological significance involving plant biomolecules and derivatives have yet to be discovered and characterized. Furthermore, older phytochemicals are finding new applications through better understanding of pharmacology, cell and molecular biology, translational sciences, 
and clinical observations. For instance, phosphocholine, an alkaloid extract from Collier's Focoscoli, and phytochemicals from Stefania glabra are now being reproposed as aldehyde cyclase and nitric oxide activators. Potential therapeutics in the prevention of obesity and atherosclerosis. Traditional Chinese medicine, TCM, has thousands of years of history and provenance and proven to be very effective in the prevention and treatment of diseases. TCM continues to be popular and has a profound influence on Asian countries, with many people choosing TCM as a primary treatment for many conditions. It has numerous advantages, such as low side effects, naturalness, and its excellent efficacy, especially for chronic inflammatory diseases, such as cardiovascular disease, CVD. However, its widespread adoption in Western cultures and medicine has been hindered because of the complex nature of TCM. One capsule often contains dozens of herb ingredients and there is a lack of standards for quality testing, production technology, and efficacy safety evaluation. Nevertheless, significant advances have been made using knowledge from TCM. Professor Tu Yu Yu was awarded in 2015 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine for her outstanding work on the development of antimalarial drugs using the phytochemical extract artemisinin. Professor Qiu Ming Ling, the ICANN School of Medicine, was awarded the 2016 Future Health Technology Award for innovative research on botanical drugs for allergies and immune system diseases. During the 20th Century Future Health Technology Summit, during the recent pandemic, TCM proved to be an excellent alternative for the treatment of COVID-19. Lianhua Qingwen, LHQW, is a TCM composed of 11 herbs and 2 medicinal minerals which exhibit anti-inflammatory activity and is effective in treating pneumonia. Using a network pharmacology approach, Yang and others demonstrated that LHQW alleviates lipopolysaccharide LPS-induced acute lung injury by inhibiting P53-mediated intrinsic apoptosis pathways. LHQW is now approved for Phase two clinical trials by the FDA for acute, uncomplicated influenza. Other TCMs with indications for CVD include Kiyushin, which has cardiotonic and arithmogenic effects. Xiuqi Kang, extracted from red yeast with cholesterol-lower properties, has passed phase 2 clinical trials. And Fu Fang Danshan D1, which has an anti-anginal effect, is approved for phase 3 clinical trials by the FDA. Dioxin Kang is approved by the Netherlands for treatment of dilatating coronary vessels and improving myocardial ischemia and is the first TCM approved by the EU. In this current issue of JCVP, Hong Yu Wu and colleagues eloquently demonstrate that Icaricide 2 
ICS2 has significant antiproliferative qualities in vascular smooth muscle cells, VSMCs. They counteract aberrant vascular neurointimal hyperplasia, postangioplasty, herba epimedie, a berberidaceae. Medicinal plant is a traditional Chinese herb used for the treatment of CVDs, inflammation and osteoporosis, as well as sexual neurological disorders. Ikeri is the major pharmacologically active flavanol diglycoside extracted from herb epidemie that is metabolized to three derivatives, Ikericide 1, ICS2 and Icaritin. These all have similar structures and are bioactive components of Epimedium brevicornum, with extensive and widespread applications and proven efficacy in treating several age-related diseases by its antioxidative effect on DNA damage, beta-amyloid-mediated neurotoxicity and oxidative injury within the cardiovascular compartment. ICA has been demonstrated to improve cognitive impairment through various mechanisms in a number of animal models of dementia and Alzheimer's disease. It has been demonstrated to be a CGMP-specific phosphodiesterase type 5 inhibitor for the treatment of erectile dysfunction through the NOCGMP signaling pathway. ICA also improves learning and memory ability in APPS1 transgenic mice by again stimulating NOCGMP signaling. ICS2, the principal primary active metabolite of ICA in vivo, which lacks a glucose moiety at C7, has been demonstrated to be more bioavailable than ICA. ICS2 has been demonstrated to have an extensive range of pharmacological effects and may have the potential to improve an individual's health span. Hence, it is pertinent to further investigate the potential beneficial effects and the underlying mechanisms of ICS2, which may reveal novel clues and applications of ICS2. The extensive range of pharmacological effects and indications of ICS2 includes anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer, antioxidative, anti-aging activities and neuroprotective capabilities in the hippocampus. In addition, ICS2 exerts beneficial effects on LPS-induced neuroinflammation by regulating the TLR4-MYD88 and FKB signaling pathway in rats, thus inhibiting LPS-induced astrocyte overactivation. To add to our body of knowledge and understanding, this study, using both in vivo and in vitro techniques, demonstrated the cytoprotective effects of ICS2 on vascular modeling by inhibiting VSMC proliferation. The authors interrogated the molecular and cell effects of ICS2 on balloon-induced neurointimal hyperplasia in rats. To support these in vivo findings, the inhibitory effects of ICS2 on platelet-derived growth factor-induced vascular proliferation in primary rat VSMCs were assessed in vitro. 
In these investigations, ICS2 was as effective as propamycin in inhibiting new intimal formation in injured red carotid arteries and notably reduced the expression of both WNT7B and cyclin D1 as assessed by immunochemical staining. ICS2 significantly counterreacted platelet-derived growth factor-induced VSMC's proliferation as determined by the CCK8 assay. Flow cytometric cell cycle analysis determined the ICS2 arrested the cell cycle during the G1S transition. This finding was supported by Western blot analysis which indicated that this cell cycle arrest was likely through WNT7 suppression resulting in cycling D1 inhibition. Plants continue to provide an infinite wealth of naturally occurring, biologically active phytochemicals, many of which have proven therapeutic effects and many more are yet to be discovered. In the quest for medicines and novel therapeutic pipelines, Mother Nature continues to know best. Thank you for listening to Pub Reading. Please do follow me on Twitter and on all podcast platforms and let's build a scientific podcast community together. Music